Welcome to 125 of the Roger Snipe Show. I'm always trying to find ways in keeping my health optimized. This is what led me to research science-driven supplements. One of the companies being Biostack Labs. Biostack Labs creates unique formulations to support your health for life. They are expertly formulated products. One of my favorites is NAD Region, which is a cutting edge supplement. What is NAD? NAD or nicotinamide adenosine denucleotide is a molecule found in our cells. It helps convert the food we eat into energy by participating in various chemical reactions within our body. Additionally, NAD plays a crucial role in maintaining healthy DNA, avoiding cells from breaking down, and supporting important cellular processes for overall well-being. NAD declines with age, but with lifestyle changes and the right supplementation, NAD will increase. Check out Biostack Labs on biostack.co.uk and use code ROGER10 for 10% off. Yo, what's going on? What's going on? So welcome back once again. So today I have a, a very interesting podcast, um, which doesn't really deviate from my main interest really, which is holistic health and biohacking and that type of thing. And the person I have on today goes by the name of Maite, Maite von Miller. I hope that's the way I pronounce her name. <laughs> um, so basically, she is a, a, an innovation and marketing executive for Biostack Labs. Biostack Labs is a UK-based supplement company which specialize in advanced health optimization. So while many companies may focus on vitamins and minerals, they focus on, I would say, a unique formulation to support excelling your health and lifespan. Now, Maite has training in many different fitness and wellness modalities from Pilates, biomechanics, uh, fascia work, breath work, and nutrition to holistic health coaching whilst uh, holistic health coaching her extensive knowledge is definitely very very useful so she breaks down lots of things um, even jargon which you might typically hear today in especially in the world of biohacking or health in general um, so yeah So I believe you'd find this one very interesting. All right, without um, wasting any time, let's bring on Maite. Hey, Maite, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, how are you? I am tremendous. Thank you. Thank you. Our British weather has been missing a lot of sun recently, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, less than tremendous. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. 
What do you do in a time like this when there's not much sun and you're trying to get some sun? Yeah, it's it's a tricky wow. one. And we were just talking offline that, um, I mean, we all have, you know, we're biohackers, so we've got the panels and we've got the grounding mats and all of that. But I do believe there's nothing that can like 100% um, kind of substitute like the real deal as much as we're trying to hack it. I think like the sun is the sun and you get the energy. And um, I don't know, I think even like on like cloudy days like that, just try and spend some time outside and try and get some daylight on your skin and into your eyes is, is really important so don't don't frighten like because of the rain or whatever you still got to go out you know no yeah, matter right. how, how much you hack you still got to kind of you know go back to the basics yeah exactly it might be a lot of clouds and rain but um, <laughs> you're still getting the full spectrum of light from the sun which you can't get from panels panels just have you know you've got the infrared and the red um, but the other, there's the other spectrum of light which works in alignment with your circadian rhythm and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. You, you just yeah. So, Maite, um, um, you're like a, a holistic health coach. How would you describe yourself? What is it you do exactly? Let's uh, let every, give an introduction uh, about yourself and what it is you do. Yeah. So other than being a holistic health coach, I work for Biostag Labs, a longevity supplement company that's been kind of, it was a startup last year, but I think we're now really sort of gone to a level with a lot of uh, claim from people like Ben Greenfield. And in the UK, we have a lot of um, sort of well-known figures taking the supplements now. So I work for Biostag Labs in the capacity of marketing and innovation and a thousand other things. And um, so longevity and health and optimization high performance all of that is really my jam and it kind of always has been in a way um i grew up in in germany where sort of going to the sauna is a pretty kind of um normal thing to do um didn't really know that it was going to be called biohacking one day but sort of doing cold oh. dips and sauna that's kind of like a way of living um and also socializing really like you hang out you know with your mates in the sauna and kind of um you know just <laughs> socialize really so, um, but I've been always really interested in um, finding out the truth in a way, especially as we get older and we find, you know, the bodies are not exactly like they were when they were, when we were like in our twenties and trying to find out why that is, why people get ill when they're young or why, why do we get ill? What, what is this like sort of aging thing and why certain functions decline? So I've always been on the mission just to find out why. I want to know why, not just for myself, but also like people around me, especially over the past few years where we all get a bit older and we have elderly parents and you see people suffering with ill health. So that's really kind of pushed me even further into um, wanting to help others to live a healthier life and take control because there's so much that we can do. And I feel like there's so much education still missing, um, you know, of people not really knowing where to do what to do to I mean we know the basics like you know it's all over the papers like you've got to eat well you've got to move but I think there's so much more that can be done with like biomarker testing for example optimizing yourself through supplementations finding out specifically what you know that individual body lacks of or needs um, yeah. finding out your DNA blueprint like are you more likely to kind of um, how, how good are you with carbs and dairy? How good are you at methylation and all of I mean, that? I mean, 
Let me just ask you quickly, what would you say is a good way to start the whole biomarker testing? Like someone doesn't understand anything about their body. They want to start the journey of health optimization. What would you say the best thing to start would be for them? Yeah. So one way to do it absolutely for free without spending any money is just like noting down how you feel on a day-to-day basis and start correlating what did you do the night before um, or what did you eat? You could just like pen and paper and just write it down. Okay. That would be one way. That would be the cheapest way. Right. Mm -hmm. And then to get a little bit more accurate and invest is biomarker testing. So there's lots of companies like Omnos, for example, in the UK or um, Inside Tracker in the US is really, really big where you can either go to a place and they take some blood or you can do a finger prick test and they test up to 58 biomarkers. And there you can see um, on their platform where you're at. You get an inside look into your body. How, how are your like you know um, lipid levels? How is your cholesterol? How are your inflammation markers? How are your vitamin and mineral status? And all of that. And from there, you, you can get advice, you can help, you can see if you need to change any lifestyle things, just simple things sometimes like, I think we live in a very kind of uh, stressful, kind of overwhelming um, sort of reality. And I think stress management, for example, so lifestyle could be one of the things that need to be um, kind of looked at, but also supplementation, of course, and foods and kind of figuring that out. But yeah, biomarker testing um, is definitely like a really good way into finding out what you specifically need to optimize yourself. Yeah, that sounds really good. I do know Omnos, there's the owner... Thomas is his Thomas, name. Thomas Oliver, yeah. Oliver, yes. Who is actually, we just found out um, a couple of weeks ago, he sent us a selfie with him holding the NAD region because we reached out to him saying like, look, you know, maybe we can work together. And turns out he's already a customer of ours. So taking the NAD region supplement, yeah, it was quite funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. So they, they have loads of different biomarker things. I know they do hormone testing. You could do... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a genetics test or DNA test. I'm not too sure. One of those. Um, environmental toxins as well. Um, microbiome. Microbiome. Uh, so these things are really good, you know, and I think what they do as well, I think they call it the health intelligence system or something mm-hmm. where when you do one test, you get an, a massive profile of information uh, where you can use it to optimize your health. But then if you take another test, it's like they start to piece the jigsaw together. So you've done the the hormone one. Okay, let's do the microbiome. Let's find out what foods are working in alignment with your gut. What things are you missing? What things are causing you issues? And let's let's build a nice picture, a nice framework, or what you said earlier, like a blueprint. <laughs> yeah. What can help to optimize you? That's really yeah. good. Thomas always, um, when I heard him talk about um, them, it's like connecting the dots. And the more you test, the more dots you get to connect. And then you get this wonderful insight. And they have done this incredible, like, um, sexy dashboard that you can read and you don't have to be a professor (laughs) to understand it. It's just very, it's done really, really well. And, and over the years, it's just like, this is you taking charge of your health. And this is what I'm for. This is, this is what I'm so passionate about. It's just becoming, as Tony Robbins says, the CEO of your own health. And we can mm-hmm. all do it. We just kind of need to have that education and, and get the tools. Like, you know, with Omnos, 
for example. I think they're really sort of out there what they do all inside Trekker as well. Um, so we can all do it. We don't have to wait until we sit in the doctor's office one day and just being told, you know, okay, this is kind of, these bits are broken. You know, this is what we need to do to repair it. You can actually prevent several health issues or reverse several health issues just by kind of taking charge yourself. Yes, yes, totally agree. I'm all about that life. Um, I'm constantly doing things, doing lots of tests, checking myself out. People might see me as a bit of a fanatic, but when it comes to my health, I will be a fanatic. That's probably one of the only things I would be extremely fanatical about um, because with my health, it allows me to do everything else, you know, yeah. that's paramount. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's like, I mean, we all know the word orthorexia, which is like being obsessed with it, but I don't think it's like bad <laughs> unless you, you know, I don't think it's like being obsessed with your health is, is like probably one of the habits that I wouldn't say it's like that bad. Yeah. Just because really I want to be well until the day it's time to go into whatever is waiting for us next. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I just so like want to have that health span and I want my clients to have the health span and our customers that, you know, from Biostack, I mean, literally, you know, you can increase your health span. You just need to know what to do. Yeah, and yeah. I'm here to educate and then Biostacks, we're, that, that's what we do. That's awesome. Like you'd mentioned about um, aging. And I know that uh, Dr. Sinclair, I'm not sure his first name, is it David? David Sinclair, yeah. David Sinclair, like he believes that aging itself is a disease. So it's like, maybe we're not supposed to die, <laughs> which uh, that is pretty wild to me to think, okay, what is causing us to age and I think the more we look into that the more we can start to lengthen our life and um, hopefully reduce the, the issues that is causing us to age so moving slightly away from that you you talk about a product called um, NAD3 actually it's not the product name but that's the uh, the ingredient in one of the supplements uh, what's the name of the supplement by Biostack? Yeah, so the the actual product is called NAD Regen, as in Regenerate. Right. And one of the ingredients, it's called NAD3. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused by, um, you can't actually take NAD orally. You can have an IV or an injection, but orally you can't take it. It's too unstable. The molecule is too big to actually go into a cell. So even though it's called NAD3, I just want to make clear that it's actually not an actually oral NAD as such. So right. the NAD3 ingredients is based on three different ingredients. So it's a patented ingredient that's based on three ingredients inside, which is um, cuprous um, niacin, it's got the wasabi and it's got um, theocrine. So the three ingredients make up NAD3 and it's a very, very powerful um, ingredient. Um, it's the same one that a uh, couple of, I think globally is about four companies that use it in their product, including Tony Robbins. Um, he talked about it first on, on Ben Greenfield's podcast. That's why I think there was such a hype on this NAD3 ingredient. And they really... Um, kind of upregulate those enzymes that are needed for your body to recycle NAD because actually you have NAD in your body naturally and you produce NAD but the problem as we age is 
the recycling pathway, and especially an enzyme in this recycling pathway, decreases. And this is why the body is not so good anymore as we age to recycle Let me ask, the energy that you naturally have in your body. What is the benefit of NAD? Why do we need it? Yeah, so it is part of the energy production cycle, which is called the Krebs cycle. And without NAD, this production in the mitochondria, which gives you energy, you know, you eat and you breathe and, and all of these components need to govern together. But NAD basically makes this happen. It keeps the energy production going. But other than the energy production side, which is obviously important, it's also a really important factor to fuel something, a protein called the situans in the body. And they are basically responsible for DNA repair, for metabolism, stress response, um, really, really important factor because as we age, this NAD declines in our body. And some say it's sort of 20, every 20 years roughly from the day we were born, right? So I don't know if you recall when you were a child, Roger, your energy levels were through the roof, you know? <laughs> Mm. And it kind of declines as we get older. But on a deep cellular level, it's not just that we might be less energetic as we age. It's actually on a cellular level, there's less maintenance and repair going on of the DNA. And this is why we're all of a sudden prone to chronic illnesses and, um, and so forth. So right. NAD is absolutely crucial. And what has become super popular, especially because you mentioned David Sinclair earlier on, um, so David Sinclair, obviously, has got an anti-aging lab in Harvard, and he talked about NMN, and everybody went out to buy NMN because that was the one molecule to help um, increase NAD levels. But what's completely overlooked is that the root cause of NAD decline is actually not the raw material, as in the precursor like NMN. Mm -hmm. The real issue is that the recycling uh, pathway is basically not functioning as well anymore so if you have like um any sort of like if you think about a car and you can't just give it fuel and fuel and fuel because there's other bits in the car that need to work that need to be maintained in order for them to be able to use the fuel to keep the car running right and it's the same with our machines that are the body so it's not just um helpful to have raw material but we also need to keep the other bits of the engine going and this is a problem that um, our product solves basically because it raises the enzymes to help this recycling pathway and at the same time we lower inflammation through another sort of very well-known ingredient called spermidine and spermidine reduces inflammation in the body because one of the reasons why we have um, less energy is because as we age is because there's more inflammation in the body and those inflammation really sucks NAD molecules and with lower inflammation, there is more NAD molecules. And then we just need a little, like a few enzymes to help that recycling pathway. And, you know, it's kind of, I mean, I made it sound like very easy, but <laughs> I hope it's kind of like understandable yeah. enough why it's so important and why just taking it a precursor or taking just NAD via an IV or an injection is not going to solve the root cause right. problem. Right, right. Got you. Wow. Lots to take in there. Yeah, information and all that. Ooh, um, you, you touched <laughs> on uh, spermidine. I thought it was pronounced spermidine, but I oh, I, spermidine, spermidine. Yeah. So, what is spermidine? Spermidine sounds like yeah. sperm, but I could be wrong. What is spermidine? yeah? No, you're right, and it's a bit um 
So it was first found in sperm, but this is not what we sell. Okay. You don't <laughs> sell sperm. No. Yeah. It was <laughs> first. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's actually most of the time it's taken from wheat germ. And you actually have it in foods like aged cheeses are basically quite well known to have high levels of spermidine or spermidine. Um, but it's not a high enough concentration. So that's why they've done, or there's like a few companies now offering these um, supplementation of spermidine, mostly taken, as I mentioned, from um, wheat germ to have like a higher concentration of it. And basically what it does is it um, activates autophagy, which is, I think it means self-eating or self-cleaning. Mm -hmm. So as we age, again, it just always goes back to when we age, stuff is going down. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why at Biostack, we're just trying to find a solution, like what is the solution for this to not go down? How can we just, you know, hold it a little bit, reverse it a little bit? What can we do? So autophagy, we have cells that die off. They become senescent, but instead of just kind of die off, they become like zombies because they, um, they kind of excrete inflammatory markers and they attach to other cells, making them senescent cells as well. And that's why we call them zombie cells, because they just sort of go around and attack other cells and they become zombies as well. And that creates a lot of inflammation in the body. Now, the body is very clever, though, because, you know, when you have a good night's sleep and you eat well, maybe do a little bit of intermittent fasting, that sort of thing, it really helps to stimulate this autophagy process. Okay. Right. But again, I'm going to go back to when we age, that autophagy pro, um, procedure is not as doing so well as it used to be. And there's more inflammation. So we just need a little help to clean up these zombie cells. And this is what spermidine basically does. It activates the autophagy, cleans out those senescent, aka zombie cells, and we have less inflammation um, and we have more NAD molecules to go back to that. Right, right. <clears throat> so it does a lot of cleaning up um and in um that region what's it called nad region nad region so does that have glutathione in there as well no this is a different product um, different so we one. have we have a separate pro product called cell shield and right. that is a patented um version of glutathione and chlorella and liposomal vitamin c so that helps glutathione is that uh, master antioxidant in the body that helps again cleaning up those free radicals it's another, and you know what I'm going to say now, it's it's another thing that decreases at the age. So <laughs> taking glutathione or precursors to help glutathione production, again, like a really good strategy to help. Because um, I always talk about healthy aging rather than anti-aging because aging, you know, it's a natural thing. We just want it to slow down a little bit. We want it healthy. We don't want to speed up aging. We want a healthy sort of slowing down the aging process. Um, and, you know, helping all those things that decrease like glutathione production, NAD production or recycling of NAD mm -hmm. or insulin sensitivity is another one that decreases as we age um, and, and various other things. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. So just finding the right sort of supplements for everyone to help the aging process. Do question why that happens, you know, like as we go through life, we accumulate more knowledge, 
we I don't know like I, I find that as I'm getting older I'm becoming better as a human being I feel as though I'm I have a lot more to offer but at the same time nature wants to make things a little harder for me to continue and I have to find ways to try and battle against these potential issues so I'm, it's 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 interesting to me and I do question why this happens and um yeah what's what's nature trying to say like okay yeah. you're young and you've got all these great benefits and as you get older things are going to become a bit more harder for you and you need to try and figure out ways to battle these issues um it's interesting it's funny yeah yeah I love that you speak about that because in a way I mean I would not change my mind and my knowledge to what I knew as a 20 year old you know you want to change the body you're like yeah I want to be that strong again but actually you know to be honest because I've been um like you like I'm into my fitness I'm into you know eating well I'm into supplementation biohacks I feel like actually a lot of the time stronger now than in my 20s but if we think about it like as a natural process you become wiser you know better you do better mm. you know you want to make you know more positive impact in in you know so in your, in your reality in your surroundings right and this is like the the great thing whereas I think if we can increase health span right and all of a sudden you have these like 80, 90, 100 year olds that are completely like on it and they are so wise and they have so much to contribute to society because their body as well as their mind is fit. What kind of society would be in? And it would be absolutely incredible, wouldn't it? Instead of yeah. kind of spending 10, 20 years trying to find chronic diseases and not being able to contribute to society, you have these very healthy people in higher age that have so much to contribute um, to society and I, going back to David Sinclair I believe he discussed this with someone I think in one of his um, health span um, episodes on his po podcast this was basically the m amount of money that could be saved right in terms of health insurance that could go to environmental educational purposes I mean it's it's huge and we we really benefit from these very sort of smart experienced people that we still have in our society because they they know more than we do <laughs> you know they've, they've gone through decades of experience so i think um it's a responsibility you know your health and it, it shouldn't be looked at as a i had a discussion with a friend of mine she thinks she's very much into kind of looking after which i'm all for like you know being responsible in terms of recycling and you know doing what we can to slow down the climate change and, and all of that but I think it is your responsibility to look after your health as a whole for society, because you won't take away from anyone, from your family or from society when it comes to, you know, money or care. It's, you know, your responsibility to be a fit and healthy 90 year old in my responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, in my, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I know that there, there are many people who live, you know, the centenarians, that's, that's my goal. You know, I'm thinking of that, like, it's in my head that I will be, you know, I have a number of around 110. Okay. <laughs> it's in my head. I'm like, you know, constantly, not that I think about it all the time, but it's like, I visualize it. I see it. So I believe like, if you see it, then it's like you're, you naturally head towards that direction. And I think it also influences a lot of my decisions for this to 
manifest just like anything else in your life. And talking of um, longevity, it's said that um, having muscle increases longevity. Uh, but in the meantime, I've seen lots of bodybuilders who's died before 50. So what are the, some of the key focuses when it comes to building muscle and longevity? Yeah, I think so. The bodybuilding world is kind of one thing. And there's obviously like, you know, use of drugs. And it's not always, you know, in terms of food, you probably know it much better than me um that sort of you know world I don't have that much experience but not necessarily you look at someone and you see big muscles or so that doesn't necessarily mean that they're healthy you know to get to the point so what how did they get there like did they do it naturally I know a lot of the times drugs are being used and and going through the cycles and I know there is like having talked to somebody builders in the past there's always like a lot of inflammation going on in the body so the key is really balance yeah you do want to have a good amount of muscle mass as you age to counteract sarcopenia the age-related muscle loss and also look after your bones and and you also know that the more muscle you have the better you are at blood sugar management or you have more mitochondrial more mitochondria in muscle tissues compared to obviously fat tissues so there's so many reasons other mm. than aesthetically looking you know nice <laughs> you know who doesn't want that but you know on a health on a health um span wise muscle is super super important and i love somebody coined the phrase as muscle being the organ of longevity and it's so so true um but just because someone has a lot of muscle doesn't mean like what's going on what else is going on what's going on with your organs how is your liver coping with all of that you know so it's the body is far more complex it's not just like yeah we just you know build a lot of muscle and that that will be it it's like no there's like different areas that we need to look at as well like obviously mental health um i don't know if you're familiar with immune endocrinology or cycle neuroimmune endocrinology basically how um trauma or unexpressed anger for example can express itself in your tissues so you can yeah. do all the right things but if you're not happy with yourself if you haven't dealt with little traumas and big traumas in your life the way you speak to yourself that you speak to others and all of that that has a huge effect on your health and it doesn't matter if you have a six-pack or not you know yeah so I, it's, it's a holistic approach from every angle, you know, and then one of the things that uh, also that we haven't even talked about is sort of toxic environment or just the environment in general, especially, I believe you live in London, like I do. So you were kind of like bombarded, like with ENFs, with, you know, just like <laughs> the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, all of it. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah, there's so many aspects to it. Yeah. I mean, EMF is, uh don't know that could be a deep subject but like um do you have any kind of uh ways to protect yourself against emf because it doesn't matter where we go it's everywhere you know yeah a phone like you know obviously it's smart to not sleep with your phone next to your head but like um if you don't have like a an ethernet cable in your house and using only wired internet uh, you're probably going to get fried by your neighbor's Wi-Fi anyway. So what would you suggest in these situations? You know, it's everywhere. You go outside, you go into a shopping mall, you go to an airport where you get fried even more. Like, is there certain minerals that would help to 
combat some of the damage um yeah um protection in your household when you can what's what's your thoughts on that yeah i mean there there's like a bunch of again hacks that you can use um there's even like devices devices that you can have in your home to help with emf protection there's clothing emf protective clothing you could use especially while traveling on the plane there's even paint you can have in your house there's all sorts of things that you can do um obviously turning off your wi-fi at night you can up your magnesium levels um that that that's a really good one also magnesium baths so magnesium salts and right. even baking powder um i've done some reading on that um but i also believe i mean we're bombarded with stuff the body is super resilient to deal with it but again it comes over time it's the load of it how much of a load and how much are you how much is in you, Roger, how good is your body at coping with it? Yeah, this is your blueprint, like how, like your DNA. So how good are you? is your body in coping with that? And then just kind of going from there, how, because some people can breathe and mold and they're kind of going to be okay with it. And others immediately, you know, it's going to trigger something. So right. it's, again, such a vast topic, but yeah. do what you can do. Don't, like you said, I mean, it's just like some of them, like the basic stuff, don't sleep with your phone on and right next to your head, you know, turn the Wi-Fi off, you know, up your, up your magnesium, things like that. I think we, should, we can all do. And then if you want to take it further, then yeah, you can invest in some fancy gadgets for sure. Yeah. I've seen people wear like lots of stuff. I've got a couple of things myself, like um, EMF protecting briefs by a company called Lambs, um, EMF protecting hat, um what company was that defender shield all right um phone cover emf protecting phone cover um even these uh these earphones are from defender shield as well the, um you know protects any kind of radiation from going in your head yeah um, i mean yeah. definitely go wired i mean i see all those ipods and it's just like <laughs> guys don't fry your brains i mean that yeah. again just like I'm retro. People laugh at me at the gym with my cables. <laughs> I just, right. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. I have to hold my hand up and say that occasionally I do fry my brain with uh, Bluetooth headphones um, because when I'm training, I've, I've, I was like, do you know what? Wired all the way, and the amount of times I pulled it out, snapped the wires out, and I'm thinking, I'm trying to train here. This is actually <laughs> getting me frustrated. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let me try without the headphones. I was like, oh my gosh, I will skip the gym if I don't have my headphones. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to cook my brain um, and try and make up for it for, through some other kind of mitigation methods. Yeah. Um, but grounding, yeah, well, grounding helpful. is helpful to kind of soak up those negative ions because we're so elect positively charged all the time so grounding is, is is a really good one and you said you use sort of grounding mats and you sleep on a grounding um sheet um as well so yeah. that that will help as well we do what we can do right yeah 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 so we spoke a, li uh, a little earlier about the um muscle for longevity but you've also got people who have a lot of fat who um who become very um, insulin resistant, but you have people putting that aside for a second or coming back to that. You have people who they have a lot of fat, but many of them say they don't eat that much. 
would you say that there are other reasons to have weight gain or fat gain when you are not eating that much? Yeah, uh, stress being probably one of the biggest components. So I work a lot with a lot of women in perimenopause and menopause. So for women, that's that's a big one, the stress component and also the drop of estrogen. That's that's really, really big because estrogen helps with insulin resistance and estrogen also helps with muscle contraction. So when estrogen drops, the muscle contractions all of a sudden are not as strong in your day to day life. When... Is that both men and women with the estrogen? Yeah, estrogen drops for men as well. But for women, it's just like because men go through the andropause, mm-hmm. right? But it's not as a harder decline as for women. So again, we have we have a tougher time, you know. So just be gentle to the women around you. <laughs> say that. But um, so in general, like you know, I always say like us women are heroes for being able to three D print grow babies and three D print humans and going through all these hormonal changes. But stress, going back to your original question, um, cortisol basically is is a huge one because. What cortisol does basically, um, it it's the body goes into survival mode, right? And what it needs to protect really is your vital organs. And where are your vital organs? They're all around here, right? So the first place where folks are really struggling to lose weight and gain the weight is around the midsection. Because the body just, you know, goes like, okay, we're in a stressful situation here. And the body can't differentiate whether the emails that you've been reading all day or your colleague that's been screaming at you or the worry you have about your parents or your finances or if you're running away from your t- from a tiger. You, the body can't differentiate. It's a stressful situation. And we constantly stay in a stressful situation. So quarter levels, cortisol levels go up. The body goes into survival mode and it needs to put on fat or it needs to keep the fat at least. Right, right. So people who are on a calorie deficit can still put on weight because their body is stressed. Yeah. Yeah. That plus also like how well does the liver work? You know, there is um, there is that how well. So there is this whole thing when people when Diet Coke came out back in the day and people like you can have all these sweeteners instead, but not knowing really how much they're actually damaging the gut and the liver and that all impacts as well you, you know your weight and your fat cells um so it's never just one thing everything is impacted by everything else in the body yeah, yeah. So, so you mentioned sweeteners mm-hmm. is there science to prove actual evidence to prove that sweeteners do harm the liver i've not read harm health I, yeah our health, yeah, it does, it does, it's not great for your gut bacteria. Okay. So which, which ones affect the gut? Which which particular? Um yeah, I gosh, I don't I can't say the word apas me. There's a couple of A sweeteners that there's are particular. The spartame, yeah, there's that one in diet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I I've read like a bunch of papers on that they're not particularly great for your gut health Mm -hmm. um same as sugar really but again sweeteners are still worse because again it has to go through the liver as well it has to be all detoxified so i think like if you choose between a coke and a diet coke probably go for the coke (laughs) ideally ideally go for water (laughs) if you can but um i would now choose to drink a coke rather than diet coke yeah i mean there's been like it's more harmful to have 
a diet, uh, sorry, an actual, yeah, diet Coke over a normal Coke. Yeah. The amount I would, of sugars I would that's in there. What you can do, you can have a Coke and then just go walking or running and you can, you know, get shackle that sugar. Yeah, it's it's wow. a simpler, simpler molecule than a sweetener. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's said also that uh, natural sweeteners affects, affect the microbiome as well. Yeah. It so depends what, what on... can we have? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't affect the microbiome. Yeah. Um, so what you should have is that, you know, that recommendation of having like 30 different type of plants and fruits and veg and um, nuts and seeds and herbs and whatever you can squeeze into. It's actually quite easy to get 30 different types of um that, I just I understand. I'm talking yeah. about everybody has a sweet tooth. I want to yeah. touch something sweet. What is there that is sweet, which is not going to affect my weight or my microbiome? Yeah. That's what I want to uh, know. Yeah. I don't think there is like this one thing. I like using erythrol, um, because it comes from plant. Um, it, you need to just use a little bit more than you would do with sugar. It doesn't raise your blood sugar levels at all. Right. Same with monk fruit, but okay. not everybody kind of likes the kind of sweetness that comes with it. And I am a great believer in everything in moderation. So, you know, if you want to add a bit of honey or maple syrup, have it with some fats, you know, have it with some protein. So if you have a yogurt, let's say you, you know, do like a sort of like nice yogurt bowl, maybe with some fruits or um, some nuts or whatever in it, and you want to add a bit of maple syrup, I think it's fine as long as you're not having it, you know, separately. So um, mm. I think balance is key, really. I don't think there's as much as I want to tell you, there's this one thing, Roger, that you can take. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. raise, yeah. I mean, those those are good in terms of um, regulating blood sugar. And there's one more um, that we actually, with some scientists that we work it's, uh, together, it's called Sucre. And this is synthetically put together, but it's actually great for your gut. And we're kind of looking at some formulations at the moment over at Biostack and how can we use it? Um, but I can't say more than that, but this is right. like one thing. This is sweet and it's great for your gut. I mean, how does that work? But, so it's, uh, it's a sweetener. Is it a yeah. sweetener? Yeah, it's sweet. It's okay. sweet. Yeah. Okay. And it's called Sucre. Yeah. yeah. S-O-U-C-R-E. S-U-K-R-E. Um, right. But, and I've tasted it. I've tasted um, some nice, uh, like, wine gummies that were, it was made with sucre, and they were, like, super nice. And there's, like, some, they've done some research on this when they put it together, and it's actually great for your gut as well. And, again, we're working mm -hmm. on a formulation right now, um, so this will awesome. be very interesting. Yeah. How, how long has research been done on this sucre? On sucrose specifically, I think they came out with it. They tested it sort of last the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I don't know which companies are currently using it in formulations. Um, I think we might be potentially be one of the first ones later on this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what about test subjects? How many people has been used in the tests? I, I can't tell you. I, right. I don't. I haven't, I haven't read okay. the. I've just seen the, the very sort of first glances of it and I've had it myself um so and i can i can say it tastes super nice um yeah and there is evidence that it's uh, great for your gut as well so it's kind of you know one of the first ones that sweetens items and has potentially great benefits for the gut as well
I mean, this sounds quite revolutionary, if I'm honest with you, because I haven't yeah. heard one specific, like, quality um, feedback from anything that tastes sweet that is good for us, unless it's coming from fruit. And even then, you have to be selective with what types of fruit and how much you consume, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is interesting. I definitely want to look into that. Or if you can share some information on that. Okay, um, I'll, I'll send I'll send something over to you. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, you'd mentioned earlier about NMN, and I wanted to know what's the difference between NMN and NMR. Are there much? So there's NR nicotinamide riboside and NMN. Okay. And also, also just niacin. Um, right. it's the size of the molecule, right? So if you think of NAD, so they're all precursors. And as I explained earlier, so NAD is like the largest molecule and we can't take it orally because it's too big to be pushed in the, in, into the cell and it's also unstable. So what's the next smallest thing after NAD? It's NMN. And then I think NR comes after that. Right, right. So the difference is the size of the molecule. Size of the molecule. Okay, cool, cool. So I'm assuming you live a life with lots of, health protocols to stay in a you know uh just to live healthily uh, to to try and have a good health span yeah. what would you say are your top three natural biohacks yeah anyone who doesn't want to spend any money yeah definitely exercise right it's free you can do it anytime you don't even need to go to a gym um walking lifting heavy stuff it Absolutely. How do you lift heavy stuff if you don't go to the gym? Yeah. Um, well, you, I probably, you probably can't lift the car, but like I, I run some exercise classes and when we go travel, just like wear a backpack, fill your backpack with stuff. So you have a little bit more than just body weight, right? Mm -hmm. And I know there is like a, a limit to it, you know, so I don't know how much you deadlift at the moment, Roger, but, you know, mm -hmm. there. <laughs> finding finding similar in nature even if it's just like lifting a stone or you know lifting whatever you have around the house or if you go on holiday you can even lift garden, garden furniture or whatever you can find there are things that you can actually substitute dumbbells or barbells for to a certain extent right mm -hmm. you can also just being able to a lot of people are not even able to do a push-up and that's just body weight so working on that maybe an incline first or working on just hanging, right? Before you're actually able to do a pull-up is one thing as well. Mm -hmm. So exercise, number one, daylight yeah. exposure, number two, and then just being mindful of, um, you know, your food really, make sure you get good, clean, um, organic foods, high amount of protein um, from a good source. I mean, those three things. And then obviously with that comes that you want to make sure that you sleep well. But if you hit those three, if you hit the exercise, the clean food, and you hit, um, you know, the daylight exposure, then the sleep should take care after itself. Right. Got you. Got you. Sounds good. Sounds good. I, I probably would have put sleep before anything else, to be honest. I mean, I love exercising, but I think sleep is probably number one for me yeah um but here i'm gonna play devil's advocate but i don't know how you do but i know personally if i don't exercise for a few days i don't sleep as well 
So one affects the other one, right? Because you can't just be like at home all day and then expect to be sleeping well at night. You, you got to have some daylight exposure. You got to have some movement. And obviously you got to have some like fuel for the body. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. without those three, you know, <laughs> sleep is not going to be as good. So there you go. I feel with good sleep, you're going to, you know, training will definitely be great. Your training, your body is going to respond so much better. You know, hormones, hormones is key. And you'll be putting on muscle easier, losing fat a lot easier. So sleep. Um, anyway, they're still great biohacks. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. What about technology? If we was to say technology biohacks, what would be your top three? Yeah, um, for me, it would be my water filter, but I don't know if we can call it technology. So I've got a countertop Osmio water filter, which is fantastic. It's got reverse osmosis, so it cleans the water and then it remineralizes the water. So again, going back to basics, for me, just having clean water, clean air. I've got an amazing air, which is this machine that cleans your air in the home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then probably at the moment... And then talking about frying my brain, but I love the brain tap um, <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's Bluetooth, right? And that's like the one thing they say it's low EMF, but to be honest, I'm not sure. But yeah, I love you know using like at least sort of one or two sessions a day on my brain tap, which is this machine, uh, this head device you put on your head, you link it to an app for those of that don't know it, and mm-hmm. then um, you get to put into this almost like hypnotic state, doing a meditation in this hypnotic state. And it admits light and sound, obviously, because it's a headset. And uh, I find that quite a powerful tool to get into that meditative zone quite quickly without having to wear a loincloth cloth or sit in a cave somewhere. So mm-hmm. I think that makes like meditation very accessible for us modern humans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a brain tap as well. Uh, and I'm used to the brain frying, so it's nothing... <laughs> um you got a thumb on the screen can you see the thumb there i don't know why are you doing this <laughs> i am not i don't know did someone put their thumb up and then yeah interesting uh yeah so i do find brain tap quite interesting actually um because you've got all these different choices on the menu where you can you know go into a deeper sleep like you can set it at night for deep sleep and it's just got this humming sound like i don't know i guess working the brain waves and it works with different like you've got isochronic tones and binaural beats and you've got this uh these lights in the these i don't know sort of led lights in the in the ear ear um, canal yeah the, in the, in the, the ear canal, yeah do you understand how those lights work exactly? I know we've got some kind of receptors in the ears or whatever that picks yeah. up these lights. But so we have light receptors on our skin everywhere. Right. So we always think like when we talk about daylight exposure, a lot of the times people talk about, okay, don't wear glasses um, and just get enough light in the eyes. But actually we have light receptors on our skin mm. as well. So it affects that. And particularly here you have certain points above your brows and in your ears that seem to be really affected by these lights. So the studies that they've done on it, and it's about going going back to folks like monks um, meditating and candlelight where you have the flickering. So it's all sort of all combined looking at traditional sort of meditation practices, what was used, but also looking at 
sort of how what we know now in terms of light receptors on skin how that's affected and that's how they create the sort of um because when you use the device you see there's sometimes more flickering sometimes there's less flickering and it's all yeah. kind of built into um whatever zone they want you whatever brainwave they want to put you into yeah yeah i mean i understand about light receptors in the, you know the 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 eyes you know going back to the optic nerve i understand the skin uh, but I just don't understand the ears. That's that is different to me. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Interesting. I think we need to ask Doctor Bre- Patrick Porter on that, right? Yeah, right, right. Like, what's okay? So there might be okay. Fair enough. I understand that. But it's like, what's what's the purpose in terms of nature? What what would nature be saying? Okay, let's get some light in your ears. That's what I want to yeah. know. Yeah, no, I, I mean? hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's a good question. Now that you said that, I'm like, hmm, what is, I can only imagine that it's kind of linked up maybe to some points. Um, So having done sort of acupuncture in the past, and you just find all these different points, especially around the ears and in your head, that kind of, you know, that trigger like your meridian lines or trigger, you know, connected to your organs and so forth. So maybe in, in, in that way, there's something in, I'm just kind of doing a hypothesis here of what yeah. it could potentially be, but yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, do you do breathing exercises? Yeah. Um, so I've, um, I've, I've come from movement practices. So I teach reformer Pilates and I've done sort of like biomechanics and so forth. And I've done a lot of yoga in my life. And, and we all know from, I don't know if your parents have ever told you just like when you get stressed out, they like just take a deep breath. So it seems like a really natural thing that we do when we get stressed out. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, I, what I do, especially when I have trouble to stay asleep sometimes is I just go straight into the four, seven, eight breath, or sometimes in a stressful situation, I just extend my exhalations. Um, and I also um, join these classes. They're called biodynamic breath work. Um, they're about 45 minutes long and they're quite intense. And you actually move your body around as well. The idea is that you kind of release um, whatever stresses you have in the tissues by movement and by breath. So I'm a great believer and it's probably one of the most fastest growing practices out there, I would say, in the holistic space is breath work, because it's quite amazing how you can actually affect your biology, your physiology, yeah. not your bio, but your, your blood chemistry by breathing. So when James Nestor came out with his book Breath, it was kind of everybody was all of a sudden mouth taping and, you know, Wim Hof kind of like doing this breathing in order to get into cold water. And they all do different things. There's so many ways you can play around with breath work. But I think it's a really powerful and free tool to use um, to put yourself into that parasympathetic state or sympathetic state if that's what you're after. Mm-hmm. Why would someone aim for a sympathetic state? To get energy right yeah, in the morning just to gym. kind of get going and also right. help with digestion and so forth yeah okay. so some people wake up with very low because uh, we have obviously cortisol rises in the morning right to wake us up and it's anti-inflammatory but some folks they really struggle with that production in the morning so right. that there might be like a really good idea to have some you know some of those sharper in breaths and to kind of upregulate and get yourself like into the zone but upregulated like ready for the day um right. So, yeah. Where would you say is a good place to start breath work? Any particular types of breath work? Any, 
any videos for a person to watch like you know for people who don't understand who just think okay yeah. well, I breathe every day why do I need to do this where you know where can they find the best information to get them started I don't think there's one single source like I said I really love they're called biodynamic breathwork Bio- company okay. biodynamic breathwork I find them very powerful right there's also highly likely in someone's local area. I mean, especially if you live in bigger, bigger cities, um, you can find breath work where you can go, you know, a physical place that you can go to rather than doing online stuff. But there is so much on YouTube and there's also lots of apps. Even um, I see you have an aura ring as well. There's like there's like breath uh, meditation as well um, that you can do, um, obviously on BrainTab. But there's plenty of free resources on YouTube. Um, whether you're doing like the four, the box breathing, um, just, you know, very, very simple standard, the four, seven, eight, which is particularly great to get into that parasympathetic state that Dr. Andrew Weil kind of, I don't want to say formulated because I think it all comes back or all comes from ancient tradition from mm-hmm. these yoga practices. So it's all been there before. Same with Wim Hof. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff has been around for centuries, really. It's not that it's new. It's just that, someone like Wim Hof brought it to the masses, you know? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something definitely, definitely something I need to work on more often. Um, I, you know, I'll do a bit of breathing every day. Um, <laughs> I hope all day. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I try to keep alive by breathing. It's working so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like actual breathing practices, um, like box breathing or whatever other methods. Um, it's not something that naturally falls in my rhythm of things that I do. I use red light therapy normally like every morning and uh, with that. What do you do? Sorry to interrupt. What do you do when you do red light therapy? Um, I'll like read a gratitude list or okay. I will, you know, just kind of like um, do like affirmations, just getting things out, things, you know, speaking things out. Um Sometimes I'll stretch at the same time, you know. I try not to do the same thing all the time because I find that it feels a bit repetitive when I'm doing the same thing. So mm. I just try to change things around ever so slightly. Sometimes I have something called a sensate, which, you know. I have one. Yeah, uh, stimulates the vagus nerve. Um, so I might use that and then I might do some breathing, you know. Yeah, Deep that's breathing. what I mean. That's what I was yeah. trying to get to. Like, I, I love what you said because personally – you know, everybody's like big on, especially biohackers, morning routine, morning routine. But I love to do certainly something for myself in the morning, but it, I would like to change it. Like yeah. you, I, d- I don't want to do the same thing like every single morning. I find it gets, I, I just need, I have a, I don't even want to call it like a morning practice. Let's call it a morning practice. You do something uh-huh. every morning for yourself to get you set for the day, whether you're using your brain tab, maybe you're using red light therapy, gratitude, affirmations, breath work something to get you into the zone of like sinking into the body being you getting ready for the day and this is a practice rather than like doing the same routine morning for morning for morning for morning so yeah i don't know if you've coined that but you need to coin that if it hasn't been coined already (laughs) morning practice not uh not routine yeah because like when i go to the gym it is i guess it's a, a routine in a sense but um I don't have a set training plan when I go to the gym. I go by the way I feel. 
like most people who look at me, they'd be like, oh my God, like you're so aesthetic. Like you, you, you must have a real stringent plan. But when I go to the gym, no, I just, if I don't want to train something, I'm not going to bore myself with a routine. I'm going there because I enjoy it and I want to continue enjoying it. I go there for fun as well. So I'm like, do you know what? I fancy doing this today. And I find it to be, I find there to be so much more longevity in that than following a real boring plan. Um, if you're someone who is in a real bad place, I guess you might need a bit more routine to get you going. But I think after a while, once you've once you've mastered the routines, you can mix it up. I think. Yeah. I think that works. Um, I wanted to talk about one of the products called GD Aid um, by Biostack Labs. I've not used it, but yeah. I understand it's a glucose disposal agent or something. That's correct. Could, yeah. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so it's the latest product we just brought out. It's our product number three. Super proud of it. I did the formulation on that, obviously, after like talking to scientists and formalists and so dihydroberberin is like often called nature's metformin, which people with diabetes to take in order to help with insulin, right? Mm -hmm. That insulin resistance that we can, um, again, due to aging and due to kind of, you know, again, your body's been around for longer and it's not so good at um, dealing with all the rich carbohydrate foods we might get into. Um, so basically this GD8 is an incredible formulation featuring dihydroberberin. So people have heard of berberin before, but not dihydroberberin. Berberin, being, it's a natural compound found in a plant. And what it does, it helps the body to um, shuttle the glucose into muscle rather than just kind of the excess glucose being kind of stored in fat cells, which brings on a host of other sort of issues, really health issues. So we want to be able to, you know, dispose of it really as we take it. And one way we can do lots of hacks, like movement hacks before and after we eat like carbohydrate rich meals, we can maybe use um, a little bit of vinegar before there's all or we can have a certain order of the way we eat but we felt like we wanted to create a formulation that really helps people um, to still being able to occasionally indulge in something or you know especially after you work out you you know you want your potatoes or your rice or whatever you, you need the carbohydrates you know definitely not anti-carbohydrates but just to help the body cope better with it and the way your body deals or not deals with insulin right so other than dihydroberberin, which is kind of like our star ingredient, and it's a patented version called Glucovantage, which is by Sean Belter's company, really, really well known, probably the world's most famous formulist out there. Um, yeah. So Glucovantage, which is a patented form of dihydroberberin, is one of the ingredients that's in there, um, alongside some other natural compounds like Ceylon cinnamon and milk thistle. But we also put in there something that helps um, transition or transform white fat tissues into brown fat tissues and it's something called calorie burn so that's calorie burn a, yeah calorie burn yeah which okay. sounds like okay that sounds like a good job so it's not just the glucose disposal agent right helping with blood sugar management but it also helps the body to cope better 
and being able to um, transfer white adipose tissue to brown adipose tissue. Brown adipose tissue, fat tissue is the healthy tissue, fat tissue, because it's not just unhealthy. We always think about just white sort of fat, fat as in general has a bad connotation, a bad rap, but actually there's healthy fats and fat is actually that brown fat is actually very healthy is very um it's a metabolic tissue it's uh creates thermogenesis so it's heating up and burning more calories i didn't know that was possible i mean i do know of yeah brown adipose tissue and yeah white fat is just yeah. not, not the good fat yeah um but to convert from one to the other i didn't i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know yeah. that was possible and it's definitely, uh, it was quite well known through folks that are really into cold plunging. So cold thermogenesis really stimulates that brown adipose tissue. Yeah. Okay. So raises up your... Um, uh, thermogenesis. So you just, yeah. you're heating up and you you can transfer. Yeah. That is really interesting. Yeah. So would you say that this supplement is good for any person or a person who has a bit more muscle mass? What about people who are insulin resistant? Is it still good for them? Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you're already in that diabetes 2 category, mm -hmm. I mean, again, diabetes 2 is something that you can reverse. I have a friend that has reversed it, um, you know, and he was not obviously not using the product, but mm -hmm. just being able to kind of, you know, change the way he ate basically that that was a big one and also movement again going back to basics basics like good food movement all of that must be key it's not just the magic pill but it just helps it gives your body an extra helping hand because everything despite how well you do things are still slowly decreasing and functioning and your your pancreas is like you know put out insulin already so many times in your life so again, to avoid those spikes, to lower the spikes, to be able to shuttle that glucose into muscle, this product is absolutely fantastic. That sounds really good. Yeah, and we have a lot of bodybuilders. Actually, in bodybuilding world, glucose disposal agents have been very, very um, sort of used for decades already. It's just that this, this one in particular, because of the dihydroberberin, We've got another ingredient in there called InnoSlim, which is a great AMPK activator. AMPK is one of those longevity pathways that senses your energy, whether we need to switch it on and switch it off. So we're going to switch it on to burn more. And again, it helps, again, with absorbing more glucose into muscle. Um, yeah, so the, the formulation is insane. I mean, I did say to the guy, sorry, I got my cat coming now. <laughs> um, we were joking, we were joking with the team, like, can we please call this cake? Because this supplement is so good, you can have your cake and eat it. <laughs> but then for some reason, they didn't want to call it cake. So yeah, anyway, so GDA it is, and it's fantastic. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, we get some out to you. Yeah, for sure. Definitely yeah. gotta check that out. You know, with liver support as well as um, shuttling some uh, carbohydrates in the muscle. That's great. I'm guessing the more muscle you have, the more useful it will be. You know, it's got more place to shuffle it, right? Yeah. Shuffle, shuffle it. Yeah. So um, one of our supporters, Chris Gethin, really well-known bodybuilder. Body he's he's absolutely, because he's been wearing a sensor basically for the past three years, I think pretty much nonstop. And he just says it's like absolutely incredible. He uses this with all his post-workout meals and he trains hard, you know. And um, he says it's yeah, amazing results and um, yeah, really, really helpful for those like big 
post-workout meals when you do want to up those carbs um, because you need to refuel, right? You need those carbs. You need yeah. to go high on those. So really, really good for post-workout after you worked hard yeah. for sure as well. That is great, you know, because um, sometimes I'll have just one meal a day and there might be quite a lot of carbs. <laughs> <laughs> so would a person take it maybe half an hour before eating? Correct. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We say 15 to 30 minutes, something like that. You just want mm -hmm. to give it a little bit before you, um, yeah, start eating. But mm -hmm. yeah, around that, yeah. Right. And it lasts actually in the body. So the great thing about dihydroberberin is it lasts up to eight hours in the body. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like it keeps it keeps giving basically. And you also need to have a lower dose. Um, a lot of people that take berberin also find it might be a bit of a stressor to the gut, which is a problem that dihydroberberin really solves because even folks that have like a sensible gut, sensitive gut, I should say, um, they do really well on dihydroberberin. Awesome. Awesome. Oh. Bear that in mind. That sounds amazing. One more thing. I wanted to ask you, what's your thoughts on wearables? Do you use any? Um, do you think most people should use it or some people? <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I mean, it can. So I, I remember just doing a post kind of last year of trying to give things up for free and just, just becoming aware of how much you move and how much you don't move. And I think it can be super helpful. I mean, I love the Aura Ring. Um, I think for me, because I don't really like, I do have a watch, but I don't really like watching a wearing a watch while I'm sleeping. So for me, when I heard about the Aura Ring, it was just kind of a ring. That's perfect. You know, it's it's a very um, doable gadget because you it's not it's not noticeable. You know, it sticks on you and it stays there. And um, I think having those metrics of movement of sleep. In particular, I remember working with one client in particular. We She had a Fitbit and measured her sleep and her deep sleep was at somewhere like 12 minutes a night. So we really needed to look into, but knowing that, because I knew she wanted to lose weight and I knew sort of some other health concerns that she had. But once we found out that deep sleep was so low that it was something that we could focus on for then for her to be able to lose weight, we could focus on, okay, what can we do to increase your sleep? And the usual things like cleaning up your bedtime routine, you know, no screens, darkened room, maybe using some supplements as well, like ashwagandha, driving down that nervous system, maybe doing breath work. But that was just like one of the key insights in that particular case that really helped to optimize her health. So I know some folks argue like, you know, you can become a little bit obsessive with it. Um, checking, you know, checking your metrics all the time. But again, I don't think it's the worst habit in the world, knowing where you're at. Um, I know, for example, I um, kind of really looked into HRV optimization because I felt like my HRV, you know, could be better, um, whatever that means. And I know it's very individual, but I made conscious choices all of a sudden to do maybe a few more things that helped me calm down and it's just like we might feel a bit stressed but when you see data when you see something in black and white you start doing something about it it's the same with biomarker testing it's not just that you're imagining you're a little bit tired or your liver hurts or whatever you're seeing data and i think this is where wearables are so useful and helpful yeah i definitely agree with that 
it it can help you to make more make more informed decisions. So if you know your sleep was off and you know shows your deep sleep was rubbish or your REM sleep or HRV is off, you can question how things were the day before. Like, did you do anything different? Or if it is good, okay. <laughs> what did I do that was right? What was different? Yeah. Like maybe it was meditation. Maybe it was breath work. Maybe it was a sauna, then a cold plunge. Maybe it was just being relaxed and not being stressed. Yeah. You know, taking note of these things and then thinking, all right, perhaps I can reapply that to achieve the same results. That's why I fi find it useful myself. And yeah. if you do anything slightly different and your uh, your energy levels has changed, then, you know, metrics can help you to put things into place, whether 100%. to take it out or install something else. Yeah. Um, on that, just one last thing on HRV and especially the aura ring. A friend of mine got one last year and she was just like, hey, I just got this ring. Um, Can you help me look through the data and what can I do with it? So we met up, we had a look and I said to her, I looked at her data and I was like, did you go out on Tuesday and Friday night? And she's like, yeah, why? It's like your HRV had took a deep dive down. Did you drink? And she's like, yeah, it was like, well, it shows, you know, it's just kind of so obvious because we, we know like when we drink alcohol, it just don't feel so well the next day, especially if it was more than two. And, and for her to kind of really see it and for me to say, look, did you drink? And she's like, yeah. And it was like, yeah, I can see. So it just really made her aware, especially sort of midweek drinking, to be honest. But um, yeah. Midweek. I just wrote off drinking. One, one day I just thought, you know what? Because I'm all about optimizing my health. Yeah, I love mm -hmm. to go to the gym. But like when I buy food, I'm very specific. I'm like, okay, what type of minerals am I getting here? Am I getting all the vitamins that I want? Um, yeah, like the right type of fats, protein, carbohydrates, and make sure it's like not high glycemic if it's carbohydrates, you know, from a complex perspective. What are the simple, like I'm always thinking nutrition or just the value of any kind of biohacks that I incorporate in my life. So if it doesn't fit, then I just, yeah, this dispose of it. So when I was thinking about alcohol, I was like, where does this fit in with everything? And I realized that I was drinking alcohol simply because I wanted to fit in with other people. And I thought to myself, if people can't accept me for not drinking, then they're not my friends. <laughs> so I just decided I ain't drinking no more. Yeah. It seemed a little bit weird at first because I was used to being inebriated at times, but I'm like, okay. I'm more level-headed. And what was quite interesting is watching those who do drink, just watching their personalities change. And without judging, it made me judge myself more, thinking, oh, my God, that was once me. Oh, gosh. But I'm not going to tell them anything. If they, you know, if they decide to not drink in their own time, then fair enough. If they want to continue, then do it. But I know I was once there, and that's what sort of, like, rose that sort of was brought to my attention at that moment when I saw other people. Yeah, that's my thoughts on drinking. How hey, long have you not had a drink? Um, it's been about five years now. Okay. Yeah. Um, five. Yeah, about five or six years. Five or six years. You lose count after a while. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, why am I drinking? 
you know, because I felt like I needed to. Um, I don't know. It just felt like everybody was doing it. It's like, okay, you could be healthy, but you need to drink. I thought, why do I need to drink? Why? Why? And I heard this thing, uh, resveratrol in uh, red wine. I, was, I don't even drink red wine. Yeah, and then, plus you would need to drink about 200 bottles. <laughs> exactly, exactly. When I was looking at the research, because I was like, okay, so maybe I should get it from red wine. Let me let me read into it. I was like, wait, how much do I need to consume? Okay. Yeah. I have no reason to drink at all, at all. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Anyhow, thank you very much for your time, Maite. I appreciate it. That was, that was phenomenal stuff. And I think that Biostack Labs are lucky to have you there um, to help with the, you know, formulation ingredients of their amazing um, supplements and continue with your great stuff with them. Um, where can people find you? What social media handles do you use? Um, yeah, where, where can people find you? Yeah, thanks, Roger. It's been great talking to you and exchanging. Um, so you can find us on Biostag Labs. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know the the website or the handle is by stack labs and then i'm super health playbook um so it's a playbook to super health as a <laughs> reminder that's what i'm trying to create just like finding the right playbook on in order to create super health so that's kind of my mission for my customers my clients and for myself and everyone around me that's awesome that's awesome i'll be sure to put that in the show notes so people can find you Thank you very much for your time once again. You have a beautiful day. Thanks, Roger. Nice one. Thank you for listening to the Roger Snipe Show podcast. It is my goal to find incredible guests who have extraordinary stories or advice. Education is key. The more we learn, the more we can also teach. It's also about remaining curious and hungry for knowledge to progress. All sponsored ads and affiliations are from only reputable brands or companies which I have personally vetted and trust. Please take advantage of these codes and subscriptions to increase savings on all products. If you get a moment, I would greatly appreciate a review as this helps to increase visibility and allows me to share with more amazing people just like you. Be phenomenal and stay blessed.